Blog Talk Radio. Well, let me go ahead and welcome you to the program, and in a few seconds, I'm going to be interrupted by John Hunter Nemechek, who's going to also welcome you to tonight's show. Apparently, his little recording is taking a few extra seconds to load up tonight, which happens, and we've had it happen on this program before. But this is the August 8th edition of Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder, the most hardcore motorsport program on the internet. It's episode 168 of the series. I'm your host, Adam Jason Sinclair, and on tonight's program, Michael Mullally, who will not be here this evening, and myself, we'll be reviewing this past weekend at the Northwest Nationals, which we're not going to do very much. We're just going to give you a recap, a basic recap that was provided Hi, graciously by the... Hi, this is John Hunter Nemechek from Nimco Motorsports, and you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder on the Speedway Digest Radio Network. Let's hope he doesn't say that again. Sometimes he does. You never know. But as I stated, we're going to be reviewing a little bit about the Northwest Nationals. Unfortunately, Michael was not able to be with us this evening. She does have a family emergency, but we'll be back next week, and we'll go ahead and tell us her experience at the event. She did do quite a few interviews. So she's already posted two of them, which I took the liberty of reposting today to the Speedway Digest Facebook page, which you can find by going to facebook.com slash SD Thursday Night Thunder. Anyway, we're also going to be talking Formula Drift tonight with a with a special guest who will be joining us momentarily, and we'll also chat about whatever more sports topics come into the conversation. I think we're going to review a little teeny bit of Eldora because we were supposed to have another guest on this evening, Greg Griffin, who unfortunately had a really, really bad race last week and is not able to join us tonight. He's not really in the mood to recap that event. So we'll go ahead and talk about that briefly at the end of the show and see what we're going to do other than that. Should be a pretty good program, though. Not very long because the weather outside is rather frightful here in West Palm Beach, or it's about to be anyway. So we're going to go ahead and try and keep it as short as possible, just in case we do have another power fluctuation here at the Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder studio. Our first guest this evening is Ryan Turk. Turk is an American professional drifter from Derry, New Hampshire, who is one of the top drifters in the world, a leading driver in Formula Drift, a certified gearhead, and co-star of his own online show, Blackout. He currently competes in the U.S. Formula Drift Series in his Toyota GT86 for ITW Global brand Gumout, and most recently took first place in New Jersey at round four of the Formula Drift Series. Prior to Formula Drift, Turk was a professional motocross rider. As a car builder and digital content presence, Turk has been a part of some of the best videos of the last two years with his Gumout GT4586 engine swap build, which we're going to ask him a little teeny bit about in a moment. Let's go ahead and welcome Ryan Turk to the program tonight. Hello, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for coming on. I know we've been trying to have uh, someone from the Formula Drift Series on for a, for what seems like forever now, and I'm very pleased you'd have the opportunity to talk to you this evening. Yeah, great. Yeah, we just finished up. Uh, sorry, we just finished up practice here in uh, St. Louis for our next round of uh, competition. So it's perfect timing. Awesome. First off, congratulations on winning the New Jersey Formula Drift event. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that event went? Uh, the Yeah, thank you very much. That event went great. Uh, we we pulled the car out of the trailer, and the team put a good setup on it from the start. So we uh, we actually were limited to 12 practice laps over the course of uh, Thursday and Friday before qualifying. 
So uh, we were able to just get the car dialed in very quickly and get extremely comfortable very fast and really focus on uh, the qualifying aspect of the weekend where we qualified well. And that led us into Saturday, the uh, the main event day, where we uh, just things were just clicking, um, no mechanical issues, and we just had a really good strategy for each driver and opponent that we were competing against. And uh, we moved on to the uh, finals, where it went to a very heated one more time battle, and uh, we ended up winning it. So um, I'm, I'm I was super excited. I've, I've never won there. I've only podiumed in New Jersey one time, and. It's uh, essentially my hometown track since it's our closest uh, professional event to New Hampshire. Can you tell us a little bit more about how the weekend goes today at your typical Formula Drift event? Uh, so, yeah, the weekend start with uh, Thursday open practice where we get 12 laps of practice. And it's limited because, you know, we, we burn off a lot of tires and our tires are um, we have to replace them every two laps. Um, so they just kind of limit practice so that we have, we can kind of hurry up and, and dial the cars in and get comfortable without um, just taking lap after lap. So um, Thursday, uh, 12 laps, and then Friday morning we get a couple more laps before a qualifying session. And then we have two, two qualifying laps, non-consecutive, which qualifies us into a top 32 field. And then on Saturday, uh, the tandem competition where first place qualifier goes head to head with 32nd place qualifier all the way down. So you have a, a first place finisher and in those tandem battles, each driver gets a chance to both lead and follow. And the object of the tandem battles is to mimic the driver in front of you as best as possible while staying as close as you humanly can, uh, with your vehicle to him. Uh, throughout the entire course of the of the lap, and essentially it's a it's a, a game of the driver who makes the least amount of mistakes. It's very it's very difficult to do, and uh, the driver who stays the closest and and doesn't make too many mistakes is usually your winner. How many events do you keep, compete in per year? Uh, we do so the, the Formula Drift competition series has uh, eight rounds throughout the U.S. How does your win in New Jersey help you in the championship? The yeah, the win in New Jersey helped us a ton. Um, the point spread go is pretty is pretty spread out. So first place gets 100 points, second place is 80, and then so on. And it spreads out even further downwards. Um, so that really bumped us up. We were in third coming into or after that round. The uh, that was our halfway point of the season. So. We came into our fifth round, third in points, um, and it really bumped us up. We had a couple, um, you know, not so great finishes in the beginning of the year, uh, so that really helped us out with the championship race, where we're now only 53 points behind uh, first place. How many cars compete in the in the series per week on average? Uh, so there's, I think we have, we're all licensed by Formula Drift, or they call the Pro One license. I think they have. 45 to 50 pro one licensed drivers. Uh, not all those drivers make all the rounds. So I'd say we have probably a good, um, I'd say we have about 33 to 38 cars per, per round. Okay. What was it like to attend the Goodwood Festival of Speed? 
the the good, the Goodwood Festival of Speed was a bucket list event for me. Uh, it's it's one of those events that I've been hearing about for a long time. Just never got the invite, and this year uh, that finally happened, and it was uh, it did not disappoint. It ex- exceeded all my expectations in in all ways, and it was just uh, really cool to see all of the uh, historic European race cars that I you know I, I see on the internet or I've just grown up watching as a kid. Um, and seeing that in person, they had a they had a really cool display with all the Michael Schumacher championship winning cars in Formula One, and um, and then just seeing all the all the different uh, race cars for the 40s and the 50s and and so on. So they have a they have just so much heritage and history there that it was almost hard to see everything, and um, it was uh, it was like being a kid in a candy store all over again. Can you tell us a little bit more about your Gumout GT4586 car? So the Gumout GT4586 is uh, an idea that uh, I did with Gumout in the ITW, and we decided that we're going to put a Ferrari engine from a 458 Italia into a Toyota 86 chassis. And uh, it's just something that hasn't been done before, and I thought it would be really cool to try to have that supercar uh, sound, but in in a you know a drift vehicle or a nice drift chassis, and and that's what we did, and it turned out to be a massive success, uh, and that's what we took the Goodwood Festival of Speed and, and put on a great show there for the crowd, and uh, pretty much everywhere it goes, it turns heads and, and gets people really uh, really excited. Growing up, who was your racing idol? Um. My racing idol would have to be so. I guess coming from the, my motocross days, I always, I always loved the battle of Jeremy McGrath and Jeff Emig. So I always uh, kind of idolized those two. And then uh, when Ricky Carmichael came onto the scene, and just his work ethic and attitude towards the sport was was phenomenal. That's why he became the greatest of all time in the sport. And uh, those are those are probably the three guys that I idolized the most. Can you tell us a little bit more about the new build you're working on with the the NASCAR Cup car? Yeah, uh, another really cool project that, that Gumout is uh, supporting us with, and um, I'm actually we're utilizing one of my older race engines, and it's a 2JZ motor, an inline six-cylinder 3.0 that's stroked to a 3.4 liter, and uh, turbocharged. So uh, we'll we'll end up making about. 700 to 750 horsepower on it and the idea was we 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 had it come out had a cup car and we took it drag racing the engine ended up blowing up um and it was not salvageable unfortunately so we have i had a couple 2j's lying around so we decided why don't we put a 2jz in a nascar chassis and, and take it out and have some fun with it and it's just it's just one of those fun projects that you know, we're not doing it for anything, but just to go out and have a good time and and uh, just see what it can do and put it through some paces and, and just have fun with the with the whole thing. So we're excited for it. It'll be something completely different. I've never I've never driven a cup car or anything like that, so it'll be a new experience for me. Let alone a cup car with uh, inline six turbocharged engine. So it'll be it'll be exciting when we get behind the wheel. I know that a lot of drivers who started out in the uh, who have competed in the Formula Drift Series have also competed in the X Games. Have you ever had any, any interest or any any chance of doing something like that? 
I absolutely have. Yeah. I, I grew up on BMX bikes and, and dirt bikes and, and then into motorsports, of course. So we're into cars. Um, you know, I've always wanted to get into rally racing or rally cross. And I was a big part of X games for a long time. And um, that has now, you know, kind of, they kind of moved on, but uh, that was always a, a high point for me. And unfortunately it hasn't happened yet. I'm going to say, because it's always a uh, time in the future, hopefully. And, uh, but yeah, X Games has always been a, a huge thing for my childhood and watching, um, you know, since, uh, I think 1999, I think is when I, or 1997 or something, I forget, but, um, it's, it, yeah, it's been great. I watch it every single year and keep tabs on, uh, on the, uh, winter X Games as well as the summer games as well. And what's your ultimate racing goal? That's a tough question. Uh, you know, with, racing is so hard sometimes, and, um, you know, there's so many highs and lows. I just – I think if I'm just uh, keeping it fun and low-key and, and just having a good time with it, I've been doing it for about 15, 16 years now and, and drifting particularly. So, um, you know, there's not too many new things that happen besides doing cool car builds and and uh, and driving new things. So, um, So for me, just try to keep it fun, stay passionate is uh is my biggest goal if my listeners were interested in learning more about you in particular where would they go uh you can check out my social channels um at ryan turk for instagram at ryan turk for twitter and at ryan turk for facebook awesome well thank you very much for coming on the show this evening and good luck this weekend in st louis hope you have a, a great week and and we, maybe we can talk to you at the end of the season see how it worked out that would be great. Thank you for having me again, and um, love being on the show. Thank you. Have a great evening. Thank you. Bye. Once again, that was Ryan Turk, who races in the Formula Drift Series in his Toyota GTA 6 for ITW Global Brands, Global Brands Gum Ouch. Again, you can check him out at Ryan Turk. That's R-Y-A-N-T-U-E-R-C-K for more information. You can also check out Formula Drift on Twitter, at Formula Drift, all one word. I've been checking that out a little bit in the past week, trying to learn a little bit more about the event. I know that they, they used to have Formula Drift races at Palm Beach International Raceway. They had a couple of those. They've had some at Homestead and that sort of thing, but they've had sort of a a a shortening of their schedule. They've moved around quite a bit, just like other series do. Hopefully they expand again in the future. You never know. Sounds like it's kind of interesting. I'd like to try and learn a little bit more about myself. Are you a race car driver, crew chief? pit member, track owner, maybe you're just a huge fan of the sport, contact either Michael Mullally or myself to get your spot on the show. After all, you deserve your 15 minutes of fame, and we'd love to hear from you. Let's go ahead and take a momentarily break here and listen to a selection from Ron Postana and the pit crew. This is Speedway Lady. Thank you. 
Lady by Ron Pasan and the Pit Crew. We'd like to thank once again the uh, Ron Pasan and the Pit Crew for graciously letting us use their music on this program. You can check them out by searching for Ron Pasan and the Pit Crew on the internet. John Force powered to his 150th win. Funny Car win on Sunday, rolling to the milestone victory at the 32nd Annual Magic Drive Absorbent NHRA Northwest Nationals. While Forrest earned his 150th career win, John Forrest racing teammate and top fuel rookie Austin Brock picked up his first career win as part of the start day for John Forrest racing. Matt Hartford also won in pro stock at the 16th of 24 races during the 2019 NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series season. It was the final three races of the famed NHRA Western Swing, which Michael Mullally, the co-host of this program, had the honor of visiting. She's kind of reporting back, and as I stated, she's already posted a couple art, a couple uh, interviews with some of the competitors there. They're both pretty cool. I'd like you to check them out on the Facebook page for Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder. That's at facebook.com slash SD Thursday Night Thunder. Force, the 16-time Funny Car World Champion and NHRA's winningest driver, beat Ron Caps in the final round. Thanks to his run of 3.971 seconds at 320.58 miles per hour in his peak Chevrolet Camaro. Caps ran 4.018 at 309.91 in the final round. It marked Force's first victory in 25 races, dating back to last season and his ninth career win at Pacific Raceways. Force beat Jim Campbell, JFR teammate and Port's leader Robert Height and Jack Beckman to reach the final round for the 253rd time in his NHRA career. Caps, who is second all-time in Funny Car wins two Force, beat Tim Wilkerson, defending world champ J.R. Todd and Matt Hagen to make his 121st final round. Force, though, prevailed in the 103rd heat, 103rd head-to-head matchup between the two longtime rivals on Sunday in the championship round. Top fuel rookie Proc picked his picked up his first professional win by going 3.875 at 307.86 miles per hour in his Montana brand Rocky Mountain Twist Dragster to beat defending world champion and points leader Steve Torrance in the finals. Proc also beat Leah Pritchett, Clay Milken, and Mike Salinas to reach his first career final round. Torrance advanced to his 52nd final round by beating Steve Chrisman, Antron Brown, and Sean Reed. Proc was motivated to try and knock off Torrance, who has eight wins this season, 
in the finals after watching Force pick up his 150th win, the pair before him. In pro stock, Harper denied Greg Anderson the chance to sweep the Western Swing, going 6.606 seconds at 209.33 miles per hour in the final round of his total steel Camaro to beat Anderson by a whole shot win. Anderson went 6.596 at 210.31 miles per hour, but Harper was quicker off the starting line to pick up the win for the first time this season and second time in his career. I know that Michael was able to interview Greg Anderson prior to the finals, so we'll hopefully get to see that sometime in the next couple of days. Be sure to look for that on Speedway Digest. There's a Night Thunder Facebook page, as well as Michael Mullally's fan page, which you can look up at Michael Mullally, M-Y-K-K-A-L-M-U-L-A-L-L-E-Y. Look for that in Facebook. Hartford beat points leader Bo Butner, the number one qualifier, Greg Coughlin Jr., who we were hoping to have on the program tonight, but who is also racing this evening in a, in a bracket event, and Derek Kramer to reach the final round, while Anderson knocked off Fernando Quadra Jr., Eric Anders, and Alex Laughlin to earn his 156 finals appearance. Anderson had a chance to become the first driver in NJR history to sweep the Western Swing twice, but Hartford delivered an impressive final round, showing in a rematch of the opening race of the Western Swing. Hartford also picked up his first career head-to-head win against the four-time champion. The Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series continues August 16th through the 18th with Lucas Oil and HRA Nationals at Brainerd International Raceway in Brainerd, Minnesota. We'll probably have a little bit of coverage of that on uh, next week's program, maybe a little bit of a preview, as well as the recap of this past weekend's event at Pacific Raceways. As I said, we were planning on having that this evening, but unfortunately there is a family emergency that Michael had to take care of tonight. So hopefully everything will work out that way and she'll be all set for a good program next week. Now we will move on a little bit to the race at Eldora, which is why we kept the show a little bit a little bit short last week. We did have a chance to watch the the race at Eldora. We did not watch it live because it is on rather late and we do have other stuff to do in the mornings. But we did have a chance to watch some of it last week. It was pretty cool. Uh, we watched it as a recording as well. We saw that the fact that the uh, that Stuart Friesen actually made it to Victory Lane there, which is pretty awesome because we talked to Stuart Friesen on this program before, and he seems like a pretty good guy. He also has quite a history with Tony Stewart, and I think that's kind of something interesting that you can look up on your own and see how that uh, that plays. That's definitely a uh, quite the thing to have a guy with that sort of history with Tony Stewart winning at Tony Stewart's racetrack there in, in Eldora in Rossburg, Ohio. Now, as I stated, we were going to have a full recap of the racing from Eldora. We had worked out prior to the event to have the, uh, with a PR person, of course, to have the racer, Jake Griffin, who's been in this program before, have him come back on the show and recap the event for us. Unfortunately, Jake did not have a very good race last week. He had a really, really bad race, in fact, last Thursday. He, he got a great start. He was up in the top 10 for a short period of time. And then he finished pretty much dead last in the event. I don't think that's exactly fair to uh, to judge his return to NASCAR with that one finish. But I do know that Jake was not very happy with that event. Um, I can that's understandable finishing in the end, especially after you've been working so hard to try and return to to the upper levels of competition, and it just didn't work out for him. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk to Jake sometime in the next few weeks. He is supposed to have at least two more races in the in the Gander Mountain Truck Series. So we'll get to talk to him about that, hopefully, in the next few weeks. Again, that was pretty awesome last week at Eldora, and hopefully 
this weekend will be just as good at their next event. As that is the extent of our programming for this evening, I want to let you know that we have been doing some updates on Speedway Digest for the racing news as well as Speedway news sections. Uh, we posted a few articles this evening, in fact, so be sure to check those out. Uh, we did some some great recaps of this past weekend's racing and a few previews of races yet to come. Be sure to check that out. Also, check out our past episodes of Thursday Night Thunder as well as the other shows on the Speedway Digest Radio Network. You cannot check them out at SpeedwayDigestRadioNetwork.com just yet because that is actually offline. But you can go to BlogTalkRadio.com slash Speedway Digest and check it out that way. Um, that isn't the most effective way, unfortunately, but it is one of the ways to check out past episodes. There are also other ways to check out past episodes of Thursday Night Thunder by searching for Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder in your favorite streaming uh, site. Um, I know that we do have a, the capability of doing streaming on on several different things. We actually have an iTunes thing for Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder. I am not entirely familiar with that. I know Michael has done a, a brief review of that, which you can find on her Facebook page, looking up Michael Mullally. That is her fan page. She does have information about that on there. In addition, if you're a fan of South Florida and who isn't, be sure to check out the latest news and information about our slice of paradise at Fabulous Fantastic Finds. That is one of my newer, newer uh, things I'm working on because the uh, the issues that we had earlier in the year with Palm Beach happening, which is a long and drawn out story, you don't really want to hear that here. Anyway, it can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and by heading to http forboreplumsfantasticfinds.wordpress.com. That is f-a-b-o-r-p-l-u-m-b-s fantasticfinds.wordpress.com. Once again, we thank you for listening to this amazing program tonight and look forward to seeing you again next week in the Thunderdome as we discuss the major issues in the world of modern auto racing. We'd like to thank our guests tonight from the world of Formula Drift, Mr. Ryan Turk, and look forward to next week when we're expected to talk to a driver from Roadshugger. His name is Gavin, and he races in the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge for Roadshagger Racing. It's probably Roadshagger, but we'll figure that out next week. Um, it will be interesting to talk to. I do like the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. It's a great, great series to cover, and hopefully it will be a great time and it will be a good interview. Once again, thanks again for for listening this week, and we look forward to, again, to seeing you again next week. Have a great night, and thanks again.